2: Hello and welcome to One Up delivered through the AI podcast channel. I'm your host, as usual, Guy Drinkle, and joining me just—it's just us two. It's just Carl. How are you doing, Carl?
1: Not too bad, guy. Yourself?
2: Yeah, all good. All good. It's—it's uh, it's got to the stage where I'm going back to old games now, rather than looking at craft games to buy. That's. That's the stage of gaming now, but we'll talk about about that at the end when we go about what we've been playing and stuff like that. But um, Today's show, we'll we'll do the news as usual, um, but we're going to discuss the Inside Xbox, which has caused a tad bit of debate from yesterday, even though I I don't know why so many people had high expectations, but uh, it's probably Assassin's Creed. Um, But we'll get into that, but we'll start with the news. Um, Carl, um, some big stories and... Some littler stories, but I mean, the first one, um, the last of us leaks. Uh, I can't remember if we discussed them on the last show, but they've obviously been one of the biggest stories in um, in the gaming sphere. Um, but it looks like they've found out who, who's behind it,
1: yeah. So, we actually because we, we didn't do a show last week, so we actually we missed out on this discussing this one. So, this gives, gives us our first chance to discuss it, but um. Yes, Sony says it's identified individuals behind spoiler-filled The Last of Us Part 2 leaks. And the full story is over on Eurogamer for Matt Wales, so I'd recommend you go over and give that a read if you haven't already. But to summarize, following the unauthorized release of extensive The Last of Us Part 2 footage onto the internet last week, Sony says it has identified the persons responsible. Video footage showing cutscenes and gameplay, including several key plot points, appeared on YouTube and Reddit over the weekend, and despite Sony's quick reaction having the offending material removed citing copyright concerns, the damage was already done. Rumors seem to point the finger at a disgruntled Naughty Dog employee having been responsible for the leaks. However, this has since been dismissed by Sony, who have indicated that none of the individuals identified are affiliated with Sony Interactive Entertainment or Naughty Dog. Its investigation is said to be ongoing. And as I said, you can read the full story over on Eurogamer. So, I mean, what were your thoughts on on these leaks and, and kind of you know, this since this has come to light, that it, it seems to have presumably been some sort of external hack.
2: Yeah, I mean, I suppose it's almost good news in a way that it's not a disgruntled employee. Um, albeit, I suppose, that's only Sony's word at the min. Um, so God knows if it's actually true. But and I'm glad it's not a disgruntled um, employee just going off face value, and it is just some random prick on the internet. Um, because... If it's, an, if it's a disgruntled then play, I mean, imagine what other damage he could cause p- quite easily if he's that if he's that way inclined. Obviously, I imagine there'll be criminal offences. I'm not sure how severe punishment you can really do for spoiling a video game, but maybe hacking is something because it's, it's stealing from someone, but if it's someone who's actually part of creating the game, how much can you punish them, really? Um... So it'd certainly be interesting, but I mean, for not me personally, because as we know, I'm an Xbox person. But for the big, joint biggest game of the year, and probably the probably the joint biggest game of since the well since RDR two and um, God of War, really, um, and the last big game of of this generation, it's it's such a shame because I know it's probably. It seemed easy enough to avoid the spoilers, but if you went, if you're living, mo- if you socialise or live in more PlayStation-centric circles, maybe maybe the spoilers were more common. Obviously, you would probably be looking at more PlayStation-esque media stuff. I mean, did you ever get near the spoilers or anything like that, or were you just as soon as you saw them, it was like, nope, not on Twitter, not on, not on Reddit, not on anything.
1: Well, that's exactly it. I mean, as soon as I seen kind of on um, a news feed that, that there had been a leak, since then I've been very tepid as far as approaching my, my Twitter account on on which I follow obviously a lot of uh, gaming related accounts and similarly on Reddit, you know, I'm, I'm kind of only going into very certain Reddits. It's, you know, it's kind of ruining the internet for me because I'm very skeptical of encountering these leaks because... You know, I am a massive fan of The Last of Us. I mean, I I possibly say it's for you know the the critically the best game I've ever played, all things considered. And although, I mean, I heard on another podcast someone suggest that now they they admittedly said they weren't kind of a a fan of the series. It wasn't kind of a game they they'd gotten into, but they said as far as they were aware from people that play the game that, you know, it's a game that people mainly play for the story. I wouldn't. Quite agree with that. I, I think visually, the first Last of Us was up to that date one of the, the most spectacular games in, in terms of the, the visuals and the, and the graphics. And I also think that the, the gameplay is immense in a lot of ways. You know, okay, it's not the the best shooter. There are in and out shooters that are far far better. You know, even third person shooters, example Gears of War, that kind of thing in terms of the shooting mechanics, but in terms of kind of the overall gameplay, you know, I, I thought there was a lot of impressive things there. I enjoyed the hand-to-hand combat and the stealth mechanics and, and that kind of thing. So I think there's a lot more to the game than the story. But that said, the story is a massive part of, of why the, the first game was so so excellent. So to have the, the story of the second game spoiled would would be awful. Um, for, for a fan like myself so as I said it's, it has me avoiding the the inter- the internet in some ways but I mean I, I'd echo what you said I am glad that it's not a disgruntled employee because we know obviously crunch and kind of denied bonuses and things are, are things that are often popping up in the, the media in relation to the games industry in the, the past few years and it's a shame that's, that's happening and when those things happen of course you know, we we want to see a light shed on them. But I don't think even, you know, not to say I think that's happening at Naughty Dog. Obviously, we haven't heard anything, but we're just saying if there was a disgruntled employee, you you would hope they handle it in the right way rather than doing something like leaking the game because, you know, that's ruining the accomplishments of their teammates that, that have spent years on this game. So I, I was quite relieved to hear that. But it, it's a shame that, you know, another gamer who you would presume this person or people who, who have been responsible for leaking this, you know, have gone out of their way to ruin it for for other people. Now, I know some people think they're doing a service to, to people by kind of unveiling these things when they can, but that, that wouldn't be a position I'd agree with at all. So, you know, I hope that Sony bring all the might of their fancy lawyer team down upon these individuals and, and and that they're punished for for what they've done here because it's yeah, i i don't think it's the right thing to to be doing mm-hmm. but I, I suppose time will t- i think this is a story that will be continuing for for months i mean we we remember uh when xbox and uh, nintendo were hacked there a couple of years ago and the individual responsible was eventually punished. But then even now, to this day, we're still having bits of info that resulted from that hack trickling onto the internet, particularly on the Nintendo side of things. So I definitely don't think we've we've heard the last of this one.
2: No, it'll certainly be interesting to see what punishment they can actually deliver. As I said in my bit, it's... it's, um, it just it's a strange circumstance, especially with something, such a big release. I'm sure we've seen other hacks before, um, but nothing on an individual title this big, I, I suppose. But, um, yeah. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, I, I can remember
1: maybe things for certain games, things leaking maybe days before, but I think that's more yeah. often someone gets the game early and then puts it on YouTube. Like, I can't, really think of an example to miss this and or to match this and it's been interesting the reaction like i know jason schreier kind of condemned the leak and a lot of people then bit back at him and were like oh you've spoiled things about games for Kotako over the year you know people pointed a fallout for how he revealed that it was set in boston you know i don't think revealing the setting of the game is a spoiler <laughs> and you know Even if you do, I think you have to agree it's nowhere near on the level of putting chunks and chunks of gameplay and cutscenes of The Last of Us Part Two on YouTube. I I don't think it compares. I mean, the, the things... Jason Schreier has kind of revealed over the years about Assassin's Creed settings and, and different things like that. that. That's usually the extent of it is and he might unveil a release date window before the company are ready to announce it or or the setting of the game or the title or something like that. But he never reveals stories or plot points or anything. Anything I'd, I'd say is important information. I mean, I think of anything revealing, oh, you know, Fallout 4 set in Boston. That I remember the effect it had on me. I was really excited. You know, just it it didn't ruin anything for me. It just hyped my my expectations even more. Mm. So I, I don't agree with that comparison at all. And I think you know, video games journalists have a right to to condemn this, regardless of what kind of exclusive they've broken in the past, because they've you know none of them would would spoil the plot of a game purposely you know they, they, that it's vindictive to do so so um hopefully as you said these these individuals are punished and hopefully we don't see any anything like this again in the future because it's it's not fun when when any game that alone as you said one of the most anticipated games of the year i think like along with um cyberpunk and possibly halo infinite you know that would, which we would expect to come out this year this mm-hmm. is probably one of the Top three most anticipated titles this year, so it it'd be a real shame to to see it spoil to see anything spoiled like this again because it's just it's you don't you don't want to see it you don't you know what i mean we we wanna enjoy these things and that just kind of takes a lot of the enjoyment away so hopefully hopefully this is a once off
2: yeah absolutely absolutely and uh for how long do you actually have to hide off the internet for a bit to avoid spoilers i mean we, we did get the release dates of um the next two playstation exclusives and um, so it's June 19th for the last of us part two um and ghost of shishima got put back a month um from june 26th to july 16th um so not not exactly huge news and obviously this came out last week because we did we missed the show as well um but we, we, I mean, let's focus on Last of Us because we knew we didn't know Ghost of Tsushima had been affected or anything like that. So that's kind of not really news. But um, Last of Us, when it got initially deleted, we thought maybe it'd come out in in the holiday period. But uh, no, it seemed, albeit it's in the pandemic, they've not been delayed too bad. What, what was it meant to come out? April or May? Is it May? May. Um,
1: because initially, I think it was February, it got delayed till May. 'Cause they needed time to polish it. And then obviously it's been pushed from um it was supposed to come out May twenty ninth. And then obviously because of the, the pandemic and the inability really to get physical discs out. Really- yeah, I mean it's it's obviously they they want to get it. I mean there, there there's been a little bit of speculation, you know, that all oh, did they did they rush the announcement and kind of move the release forward because of the leak i'm not so sure maybe the announcement maybe they wanted to get kind of a positive uh spin on on in terms of the the talk on the last of us part two by announcing that i think it was only the next day um maybe they weren't going to announce it for for another week or so but um I, I think definitely you know if it's launching in june they obviously plan to launch it in june which is good because as we as you said we had speculated a you know, maybe September at the earliest, but, you know, obviously the quicker we get this game in our hands, the better is, is in my opinion. So uh, I just can't wait to, as as I always say, I bought a PlayStation three for the last of us. So, you know, this is obviously a, a massively anticipated game on my part. So, um, I'm looking forward to it. I I do think that the Ghost of Tsushima thing is interesting. Obviously, we we said it at the time, and a lot of people speculated that the Last of Us being delayed would have an impact on Ghost of Tsushima. Again, obviously, it's only about three weeks, so it's it's not a massive push. But I mean, a lot of people did this is kind of. Brought to light kind of the, the lack of coverage that ghost of Tsushima has had as a as a title you know we we haven't really seen much on it since the last time mm. sony appeared at e3 it's it's very odd like so some people are kind of speculating this game might be putting put out being put out to die because sony don't have too much faith in it i mm. mean
2: well the last one we saw was oh my god what is it called day days gone what's the zombie game called is it day's Gone? yeah
1: day is gone yeah
2: oh god i dig that up from somewhere <laughs> but we kind of saw that with that that just kind of got released um but i think the footage that we've seen of sashimi i think it was only that one mission wasn't it? and yeah and one boss fight it looked a lot more promising in my opinion than um, days gone but i think you're right i mean maybe it's just because of it's the pa- it's the pandemic or something like that but um, it's strange that we're two months ish away and there's only Unless we're missing, oh, unless we're missing some footage that's been shown, we've only really seen the the one footage thing. I think there was another one, wasn't there? But it was kind of pretty much the same thing, wasn't it? Um, yeah. But yeah, it's 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 quite strange. I mean, that I, I'm looking forward more to Ghost. of a shame because I can't be asked going back to play Last of Us One and I'd get two. <laughs> but yeah, but I'm looking forward more to that. But it, it is strange, and I think day has gone. Albeit it's still deemed a good game when when you think playstation exclusive you think this is going to be in the contender of game of the year and not a, a seven out of ten game aren't you so it's a yeah I, th- I think these gone done well well both you know reasonably
1: well both commercially and critically but you know it wasn't a massive hit and particularly coming off the the year before where sony had had both spider-man and and god of war um, which which were um, massive games, so in that sense it was a bit of a step down. Um, but I, I do think you know D- days gone comes from from band. I, I don't think band are, are quite as kind of lauded as sucker punch. Mm. I think obviously with with um, the infamous games, I think sucker punch have have a, a bit not quite a. It's it's obviously not a naughty dog level. Um, but they're, you know, they're they're not they're definitely a, a critically acclaimed studio. So, you know, it could be just that that Sony has a lot of trust in them as a studio to to kind of carry that that expectation, and you know, for that there's a fan base there behind the studio, so that, that this game will speak for itself and push itself both critically and commercially. That that could be the take. Um, I, I do. I do know as well, I think there is an expectation that there is something mm-hmm. ready to go on Ghost of Tsushima in, in terms of, of a, a demonstration. And um, obviously we know we're going to come on in a moment um, to to talk about the uh, summer game fest. And I know Sony are going to be a part of that. So I'm sure they're going to have some digital event in the next few weeks uh, that will, what do they got? The state of play, isn't it? That mm-hmm. Likely that and they'll, have some ghost of shame on that. So, you know, obviously if we, if they have a bit of a blowout there, then that, that might totally destroy this opinion that, that, that the game has been put out to die. You know, maybe they'll just have that one blowout about a month, a month out. And well, uh, well, about four to six weeks out, let's say, and hope that the, that one blowout will, will lead to kind of a rush of hype towards that title. It'll be interesting to see. I'm sure they're going to do something, but it is strange that, that they have been so quiet on it for, for so long, especially considering how much of The Last of Us Part 2 we've seen leaks aside, and also how much of uh, Death Stranding, of course, that we've seen. So um, I, I suppose time will tell on that one. But I mean, I I I think it's going to be a good game, Ghost of the you know, I expect it'll do better critically. And commercially then, then day is gone. So I you know, I wouldn't be too worried mm-hmm. for the game personally.
2: Oh, I'm dusting the I'm dusting the Playstation for it. That says but it is a Playstation original that that I've not used consistently and I don't know where it is at the min, so I, it might be a struggle to play a late gen game but uh, we'll see how that goes uh, it, it, it'll sound like a jet engine but yes,
1: yes. You know, it, it, that's, but they sound like jet engines at the best of times anyway um, but moving on to our next story Summer Game Fest a new digital celebration promises months of gaming news and events and you can read the full story over on The Verge from Megan Rockmanesh. Jeff Keighley, the man behind the annual Game Awards, has announced Summer Game Fest, a new, quote, industry-wide celebration of video games, end quote, that will span from May through August. Jeff Keighley will act as both curator and host for pre- and post-shows. Publishers will announce the dates for specific events, with the likes of 2K, Bandai Namco, Bethesda, Activision Blizzard, Bungie, SIDA Product Red, Digital Extremes, Microsoft, Sony, Square Enix, Private Division, Valve, Warner Bros. Electronic Arts and Riot Games set to take part. And again, you can read the full story over on The Verge. So guy, is this is this what's going to replace E3 moving forward? You know, is this what what we have mm. to expect kind of a, a, an annual summer game fest?
2: Well, it, it certainly has the the scope to do, especially um, the fact that E three not going ahead this year in any format. So the fact that I'm not saying Jeff's just kind of taking advantage, but he kind of has. But it the summer reveals was due an update, wasn't it? Because as soon as Sony left E three, you've pretty much lost the majority of interest in it from the the gaming fan base. Like we we watched it. Some of our longest and more most in depth in depth shows were were about E three, weren't they? Um, But if if this is it, I think we kind of saw EA do something similar, at least on paper, didn't we, where they they pretty much scheduled what they're going to show. You can just hop in and out whenever you want to watch it. And then if you're an obhead like me, you'll watch all of it, even though you didn't play Apex at the time. And why the hell did I watch Madden (laughs) stuff? (laughs) But um, yeah, it it seems like that. But the fact that you've got all the big um, publishers um, in there and then, if they have their own shows, whether they'll be on the same day or maybe you'll get a few in the day. But the fact that it's spread over, what is it, four months, three months, if they're going to just do in between months. um, But I think that there's some interesting ones there. But in terms of replacing E3, rather than having a stage show, if you've just got like a half an hour, 45 minute thing to show, this is probably the best thing to do because we, we knew Warner Brothers were going to be at E3 for the first time. But this kind of eases the pressure, because if they were going to do a stage show, it either goes Bethesda first couple shows where they were amazing, or it's Bethesda now, or the last couple where it's been shit. <laughs> so if Warner Brothers get their own production, can release whatever, we we know the rumours is going to be um, Call of Owls, most likely, whatever the hell Rocksteady are working on the Harry Potter game, That, that that's 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 three potentially great games or very much a um, general popular game. But in terms like the Batman games, it's uh, there for hardcore games as well. But Harry Potter, that'll get the casuals in. Um, and Rocksteady, we have no idea what they're working on. But, I mean, we'll, we'll be interested. If if you like the Arkham series, you'll give, you'll give Rocksteady all the chances in the world. They could, like, present a Barbie game. I'll go buy it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> um... But no, I think it'll certainly be interesting to see the, the production values and all of them because Microsoft, they do they know what they're doing. Sony know what they're doing. Square Enix, love a shit show. <laughs> um, they know they just let other people show their stuff anyway. But it, it, I think I'm more interested from the other people, like 2K. What, what are 2K up to? I mean, hopefully they just don't show basketball and crappy wrestling games that um, <laughs> anymore. But it'll be interesting. I mean, what... Is there a new Bioshock on the horizon? That was rumoured last year's E3, wasn't it? I'm trying to think of other stuff 2K make, but now I'm stuck on Bioshock. Um, Bandai Namco, they seem to have kind of, um, the last few years at least, they've kind of gone from being nostalgia to kind of top end now, haven't they? Um, it, it's certainly interesting. Activision. What? Well, they, they, they've pretty much got everything, <laughs> and and Cod Warzone developing every week. It's it's going to be certainly interesting, and if CD Projekt Red, we imagine it'll just be, um, cyberpunk. But health? What are they, What else could they show? It, it it it's really interesting. But as I said, we kind of know what to expect from Microsoft and Sony. It'll be, you imagine, um, a console related and obviously that comes with games but in certain like for example assassin's creed getting shown the other day not not the xbox one the other, the, the initial one that that was hugely exciting because I kind of know what to expect from xbox and sony whereas assassin's creed as soon as it was vikings it was like oh my god please just release it now and i will play it and i'll play it again when the new console comes out but if if the others can kind of recapture that I think it'll be a great summer and to spread out the events rather than just have three, four, five days of a stage show where they're kind of cramming stuff in. I think it'll yeah. work well. And also we've got the, uh, IGN, unless it, this, is it linked to this? The, I, I think IGN are doing their own summer showcase unless it's linked to this.
1: It, it might be, Be a part of it by now. I know some people are kind of were announced their own kind of things. So I'm sure a lot of them will tie into this, given how kind of well connected and well respected Jeff Keeley is in the industry um no i mean i I'd, I'd echo what what you've said in in that you know it's I, I think it's a good way of going about things it's very flexible they've got a four-month period you know if a company you know you talked about warner Bros., if warner Bros. decided especially because it would have was going to be their first time they were going to do an e3 showcase if they do decide to do a direct type thing and show off these these big games at once or they could decide to to divide it up and kind of do a half hour Harry Potter thing one week and then maybe a month later do show off Rocksteady's game and, and that kind of thing. And mm. similar like Ubisoft um, who haven't been announced as part of this yet, but I would assume They'll they have, have said they're freelance. going to do their own thing. They they have confirmed they're doing their own thing, so I would assume that will be tied into this as well. And they've got a lot to talk about that they're probably going to talk mm. about more in depth on Assassin's Creed. They've got a the uh, Rainbow Six
2: Quarantine.
1: Quarantine, yeah,
2: coming <laughs> out. <laughs> Namely, uh, <good> name. <laughs> nice one. Uh, they
1: have, um, of course, Skull and Bones. Skull and Bones, yeah, Dogs to come, of course, and, and... there's.
0: Golden
1: people
2: <laughs> so what's it
1: called so, <laughs> um oh and of course um monkey Game. watchdogs oh christ yeah legion oh my god that looks, this year well. yeah, so that looks amazing here as well amazing. they have a lot they again they could do a one big blowout or they could kind of divide divvy it up over the summer obviously we're going to talk about um inside xbox in a moment but they've clearly decided that they were going to show god. oh yeah that's that's (laughs) another one so obviously ubisoft have a lot of games to come um and microsoft obviously decided to kind of show off some third party titles uh this just yesterday obviously in may but then they've said they're going to be coming out rolling out a lot of their first party stuff in july so they're kind of spreading things out rather than having the the one blowout they usually would in Mm. june and uh, a lot of these companies will have a few games to talk about and and have either or, but some companies might only have one game to talk about. Bethesda have obviously confirmed that they weren't going to have, they were going to be sitting out E3 this year anyway. Um, But they do have some games that that could possibly be coming out this year, like Ghostwire Tokyo, for example. Mm -hmm. So they could just do a a 20-minute show on that and tie it into this. So uh, I like the flexibility it allows, you know, it'll kind of, wet people's appetite for for this kind of thing you know getting announcements and that kind of thing but it 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 i think it fits not only the current situation obviously with the the global pandemic but it also fits kind of how things have been evolving in the industry i think we've been moving towards something like this so it it's it's nice to see that that jeff has taken the initiative and and set this up because I, I think it's going to be a nice way for things to work going forward. You know, of course I think it'll get some take some getting used to that we're unlikely to have the E three we were once used to and, and I'm sticking to the opinion E three won't be back next year. Sorry, but I just don't think it will be. But it, it's nice that we'll have something to fill the void in, in kind of a, a new form moving forward.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I can't I agree as well. E three. The mission the biggest year, right now. Um I know it's through horrible circumstances, but they're missing the biggest year in gaming and the year after a launch. Can't be that. There can't be too much there. <laughs> There'll just be a few... You'd imagine a few games, maybe more third-party stuff, but you'd imagine Sony and Xbox will have their big hitters at launch, you'd reckon. Um, um it, I mean, it, it's tough to say on that because I, I, I think traditionally
1: a lot of big games don't come out till the year after consoles launch, but I think... This year, there, there's there been a lot of talk that, you know, both companies wanted to to kind of come out with a bang. You know, obviously, we know Microsoft hoped to have Halo Infinite out for launch. And there's a lot of rumors. There was even some uh, more recently that seemed to lend credence to it that that uh, we could see a, why am I blanking on the name? Um, robotic dinosaurs. <laughs>
2: am I Robotic Dinosaurs. Transformers? <laughs> I don't know. Oh
1: my God. PlayStation exclusive. Oh, Horizon Zero Horizon Dawn. Zero Dawn. Yes. Yep. Would, uh, Horizon 2 or whatever it's going to be. It's unlikely mm. to be called Horizon 2, but there's a lot of suggestions that Horizon, which somehow I forgot. No, I'll probably never forget the title again. But nonetheless, that uh, we're going to see the second Horizon game on launch of the PS5, mm. which I think would be would be a, a smart move on on Sony's part.
2: Yeah, it's interesting because I mean, we not obviously we have no no details at all about PS5 apart from floppage and all that jazz. That, that and the controller. Thing. Yeah, that's true. Um, the uh, but we've not really we don't know what it looks like. We don't we don't know games. So I mean, the summer for Sony because Xbox have kind of spread their stuff out obviously started at the uh, the Game Awards in December. The Sony are apparently just going to drop a big-ass pipe bomb in, in the middle of July or whenever the hell they're going to do a thing. So it'll be, uh, be interesting to see what game, because I mean, we've, we've not really, it's probably not the place, but Horizons of Your Dawn seems to make sense, timeline-wise. But other than that, I mean, God of War, what's that? Is that 2017? 2018?
1: 2018, I believe. So I'd uh, sure say that's that. That's mm. at least another year off, maybe, maybe two.
2: See, so it must be, you'd expect new IP, unless the count when, like, Last of Us and Ghost of Tsushima are going to be updated titles. Well,
1: straight. I mean, there's, um, I mean, we're, we're going down here a, we go again. <laughs> a speculation rabbit hole here, but, I mean, you'd expect a Gran Turismo title. Um, I mean, I think that's... F- Forza and the, the, Gran
2: Turismo don't count. <laughs> they're just there, they're just there to show the, what the console can do pretty ex- well. <laughs> except for the millions of <laughs> fans of those kind of games. Uh, so, okay.
1: um, also though, I mean, obviously I'm sure you've seen on, on Twitter and the like, there's been a lot about uh, Resistance. A lot of talk that that could be coming back. Of course, Sony recently acquired Insomniac, so... Um, we could be seeing a new Resistance title coming from Insomniac, so I think if that's... Um,
2: they must have been working on that before the buy, though, if it was to come out. Well, I mean,
1: uh, of course, we know they always work quite closely with Sony anyway, so that wouldn't mm,
2: surprise you. But,
1: true. Um, but they you have a lot of Spider-Man teams in up a lot, do they? Okay. Well, that's it, yeah. They have multiple teams. I right. mean, they've got another team working on a sequel to Spider-Man, supposedly, so... But again, oh, that's a few years off. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I could see, I could certainly see resistance. So I mean, if they were to come out with a Horizon, a Resistance, and um, a Gran Turismo, I mean that that's three big first party titles. And and there's there's other there's a mm. lot of other studios there that could be working on things yeah, as well that we, that'd be, we don't know yet. Know about.
2: Probably be against what Halo. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Forza. Forza, Um, Halo Forza. Maybe Fable? Fable or Hellblade?
1: I I, I don't know. Probably next year. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's it's I mean obviously we'll have a better idea when, mm. when they have their, their blowouts, but uh, I think I think will try to come strong at at launch whenever that may be, whether it is this this fall or, or next um next spring. It's so it'll be
2: we can do it we'll do a full preview. Well it's hard to preview when we don't know where the events will be but maybe when well, we get dates we can actually well exactly yeah. yeah
1: I mean that's the that's the thing for this 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 event you know spread Difficult. over these four months <laughs> it's going to give us a lot of topics for podcasts a lot of things to cover so that that, that it certainly keeps us we just want us, to have uh, the five
2: hour it, e-free pod <laughs> Uh,
1: yeah. Which again is is probably better for us. So I mean as you said, you don't know why you watch the full EA show about Madden and Apex. It's because you're dedicated to to exactly. your job, guy. You know, you, you, you wanted to
2: cover for the people. Exactly. <laughs> That's it. You want to know about the spot I have no idea about. That's it. That's it. And I've actually played Apex a bit more since then. So I know I can't remember what the character's name is, but I know what he does now. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, let's All move on for people. That. Exactly. exactly. So, k- keeping with the
1: topic of speculation, our yes. uh, fourth story unannounced EA titles give Mass Effect fans renewed hope for trilogy remaster. And the full story is over on Push Square from Robert Ramsey. So, make sure to go over and read that if you haven't already. EA's end-of-year report has renewed hope that we may yet see a remaster of the Mass Effect trilogy. The report indicates that the publisher expects to announce additional title releases in financial year 21 over the coming months, including, quote, an unannounced EA Sports title, an additional EA HD title, four EA Partners titles and two mobile soft launches, end quote. And it's the, quote, EA title, end quote, that has tongues wagging. EA Play 2020 is set to take place in June as an all-digital event, so we may yet get some answers then. And again, you can read the full story over on Push Square. So what do you reckon, Guy? Cards on the table. Is this the Mass Effect trilogy remaster?
2: It, if it's not, I'll fight someone. <laughs> <laughs> well, Whoever tweeted that rumour to me yesterday, I will scrap with them if it's not, because, uh, oh, I mean, Mass Effect 3 probably still plays quite well, probably 2 as well, but Mass Effect 1, even when I played it, probably back, I don't know, 2010, maybe, bit later than that but even after it was out only a few years it was still it felt quite dated compared to two and three so in terms of playing Mass Effect 1 I think this is it'd be such even if it was just Mass Effect 1 getting remastered but might you might as well well do the other two (laughs) Uh, but if it's just Mass Effect 1 I mean that is a game that has such a great story but it's kind of now at least it's It just feels aged. It just feels very old. Like, the elevator's taking 10 mins on it to load screen and shit like that, and being very clunky. It, it, the story is still there, but the gameplay kind of fell behind quite quickly, in my opinion. Like, I went back. I only did, like, the first mission or two, to be honest. But I went back, and I kind of playing it on um, backwards compatibility. I was like, eh, it's... I'm just, I'm just a gameplay slut now. I just can't, I couldn't play it, I couldn't play it. So if they are remastering it, and the fucking better be, I'll play that shit. I'll play that shit hard. I'll, I'll finish that. Like I finished one and two in a weekend. I, I'll do that. I'll do that shit again. I'll do that again. I will not. Yeah. I, <laughs>
1: yeah, I'd be right there with you as far as it, it's, it's kind of one older series that I'd, I'd really enjoy playing through again and you know i'd I'd echo what you say about mass effect one it's a great game in terms of its story and characters and, and the like and some people argue it's got the best story of the three games but it doesn't play as well as the the other games now some people argue you know let's let's give it its due is that you know as far as RPG mechanics go, it's a bit more hardcore than the other two and you know maybe they could they could keep that aspect of it. But I I think in terms of kind of the, the shooter gameplay, because it is an action RPG at the end of the, the day, that's you know kind of some of the quality of life improvements and gameplay improvements that were introduced in Mass Effect 2 would be welcome from me in Mass Effect 1. So um, I'd love to see that, and and obviously just polish up the the visuals somewhat. I mean, it's been a a long, long time since the first Mass Effect commit. I mean, was it? I'm gonna have a, a double check here, but no, I'm thinking it was 2007, possibly even 2006.
2: Yes.
1: So we we'll look Seven. here. 2007. Yeah. In November of 2007. Think, yeah. Mass Effect- so.
2: Two the year after, because two thousand eight was like one of the best years of gaming. <laughs> Something like it was. That.
1: It was soon enough after it. Um, I know that much, but it. Um, it, it was quite, quite, um, quite quick to come out after. It was 2010, actually. God, it seemed a lot quicker than Christ that. Didn't it? Time. The <laughs> time goes. The time goes fast. I did put I mean, at uh, the
2: same time, so not for me. <laughs>
1: it was ah uh, though it it came out in january of 2010 so kind of not far off that, that kind of holiday uh, 2009 period so two, two and a bit years two two years two months but uh, i mean it, it's the, the they had made a lot of improvements in in that two year period so it would be nice to see that that uh, introduced to the first game and the, the little tweaks into the third game introduced to the second game, and I just kind of see them all polished up a bit and into one nice little package. And um, I, as I said, I definitely get back in and, and play them again because I think it's one of those series that, you know, along with the, the likes of Bioshock and that, that that just are going to be timeless, really, in in terms of uh, the the experience. So I'll be hoping that this is correct, but this is EA, so it could be something like a Dragon Age. Burnout. I wouldn't
2: say no to Dragon Age. I, was I mean, gonna... I've never played the old one, so I'd play them. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, if Mass Effect does well, I wouldn't mm. mind, uh, uh, you know, having Dragon Age uh, Origins and Dragon Age 2, even well, though Dragon fi- Age 2 is a fairly average game. You think uh, Dragon Age. Master-
2: the- Dragon Age is the next big. Uh, bio- I was going to say Bioshock, but BioWare uh, release, so. Maybe if they do a Mass Effect remaster, Dragon Age comes out, then they do a Dragon Age remaster, and then the new Mass Effect comes out. So <laughs> it could work like let's,
1: that. Let's be super ambitious yeah. and say that we're going to get a KOTOR oh. HD re-release of the, the first two games. Obviously, oh. somehow they'd, they'd have to, to tie, um, get, get permission from... Um, Obsidian. The developers obviously of the sequel, Obsidian, but nonetheless, um and and if that done really well, then then maybe COTOR three could could be um greenlit, you know. Let's just get on that crazy speculation hype train while we're at it. Why not?
2: Hopefully you uh lose the license by then.
1: <laughs> I mean if they're giving us COTOR three from Bioware, yeah, but they you know, might, I'd, I'd let the might fuck alive. it up. <laughs> I'd hope not. But let, let's just hope this isn't like a Burnout HD remake or, or something like that. Another one, you know, like a follow-up to uh, Paradise City. Because um, that wouldn't, um, you know, I suppose it would, what, would they go back and do Burnout Revenge, I guess, would have been the next one back. But to be fair, hopefully I not
2: I Burnout was a kid. I do, I loved it as well. <laughs> no, no, not buy a remake, though. I didn't buy the new one. But the original ones were so, they were just mad. Good crack, though.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's just that that's not what I want to see them spending their time remastering. So, fingers what, what crossed.
2: What do you think? What do you think? I mean, whilst Get we're on thing. it, what do you think the sports title? be? Because it surely, if it's Madden, NBA, or FIFA, you would just call it that, unless it's yeah, UFC 4 but, I mean, or boxing. It's
1: hard, It's hard to say. Like, has FIFA twenty twenty one been announced yet?
2: Well, you'd, you'd imagine it's been the release. The release of the new one would be affected, you'd think, but the development of it not, because if they just if they're updating all the stuff. Oh, I'm not sure. FIFA.
1: Uh, I just found FIFA 21 has been confirmed by uh, EA Sports with a 2020 release, so that must have been in the financial. So must be report something different. It is releasing. Oh, no, they haven't given an official date yet. It's releasing in, in it's usually two, the fiscal year, or so
0: September, be somewhere October between
1: usually. August and December.
2: Yeah, yeah it's, it's usually then. But if you think in terms of making, for, you, for all, if they're just making the game, but obviously making games is kind of effective, but you're making the game. Surely it can't be that hard in terms of reacting to transfers and stuff. It can't be that hard to just put someone on a different team. So, in terms of the release, as soon as the season's finished, they can just go, here's FIFA 21.
1: I'm trying to find, though, has NHL 21... No, no NHL 21 has also been confirmed. So, it can't be NHL 21. It's not It's not Madden. It's not FIFA. So, NBA? it would certainly be... Intri- yeah, I mean, they, they, they brought... NBA Live back, didn't they? Yeah. So mm. but that's also been confirmed NBA Live twenty one.
2: So um, it must be UFC so, four or boxing.
1: That's not it yeah, of, I mean it'd be interesting that, if they bought Brock, no, they they, they lost
2: back. um they lost the golf license, didn't
1: they? Yeah, the the PGA license was lost to uh, the tour mm. um which has now been uh, picked up by 2k so it's now PJ 2k oh, so be uh, interesting. a 2K story in have... a
2: golf game i'll play the shit out of that <laughs> <laughs> it, it it's interesting
1: actually though this will be the first time in a while i believe that um if um yay and and 2k have gone head to head with a title because obviously for a while EA bowed out of mm. the, the basketball arena so be interesting to see now as they go and obviously in, uh, on the flip side, 2K bowed out of the
2: NHL arena. Uh, it could be. so. It could be. Wrestling. From EA? Why not? AEW. Well, unless we they've we
1: mentioned gone, well, the AEW, we're, didn't we? We're publishing AEW, yeah, but um, that, that's, uh, I suppose that's one, or they could be publishing. Um, Just thinking I the book. Yeah, you obviously are working on their rest of the game, so maybe EA could be their publishing partner. That'd mm. be interesting to see. But I, I think you've you've probably nailed it with UFC. I'm not aware of any announcements for a UFC title yet, mm. so that could well be it. Um, well, I mean, what else was there there actually of anything else of interesting? No, part, game. no. partners, titles that that would be your kind of unravel out unravel type thing. <laughs> yeah. Be fair, uh, a bit, a bit a more play. yarny. Nothing mm. wrong with a bit more yarny. Exactly. I, I just hope the two mobile soft launches doesn't involve um, me. A, a, any, more, <laughs> any more,
2: more command and conquer. Oh, you God. Know, that, that was painful. Ten What was it? Ten fifteen minutes live demo of a mobile game. Just to watch Anthem, which turned out to be the biggest flop in EA's recent history. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Jesus. Yeah, no, that, that was cruel.
2: Good God. Um, but, Anyway. I mean,
1: hopefully, hopefully, EA kind of give us what we want. As <laughs> long as we get Mass Effect, we'll be happy. I mean, oh, that's a, that's that's how our expectations—how low they've gone for EA yeah.
2: now—that we'd be happy
1: with a HD remaster. <laughs> that's well, all I'd we want. I'd be over the
2: moon. <laughs> uh, I to be fair, I didn't mind Andromeda, but they're just—they're not—they're not gonna get near the original trilogy or Let's be honest. So might I have still haven't
1: played Andromeda.
2: Oh God. I know.
1: I must. I keep in. I might actually play that this weekend. You might as
2: well. It's long about it. The main story's good. The side stuff's nowhere near. But the main story's alright. Plus, it's all about getting alien poon.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I thought that's what all of Matt's effect is about. It is.
2: That's the story. (laughs) (laughs) Oh
1: Um, dear. But uh, I suppose time time will tell on that one. We don't have too long to wait. Obviously, just next month we have EA Play, so we'll mm. watch that. And and Guy will Guy and I will punish ourselves and sit through Madden and yes. you know talking to footballers about FIFA and all the stuff Dynamic EA likes defending. to do every year. Just so that you guys don't have to, and we can just tell you about it on the podcast. Yes. But moving for now, moving on to our final story, Assassin's Creed Valhalla release date set for holiday 2020. Full story is over on GamesRadar and comes from Austin Woods, so give that a read if you haven't already. Assassin's Creed Valhalla's release date has been confirmed. It will launch in holiday 2020 for PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, Google Stadia and PC. The game will be a next-gen launch title, so we may get an exact release date once the launch date for the consoles are confirmed. The game is set in the 9th century and depicts an alternative history of the Viking invasion of Britain. Players will play as Ivor, a Viking invader who can be either male or female. And again, you can read the full story over on GamesRadar. So I know this is the story you've you've been waiting for, Guy. how, How hyped are you for Assassin's Creed Valhalla?
2: Uh, I've actually loaded up Odyssey, which I didn't like, to start again as the woman, because the bloke. Well, you you've heard of the podcast. <laughs> the bloke sounds stupid, so I've started that again. Um, uh, and I started watching Vikings as well. So that's how excited I am for this show. It's made me play a game I didn't didn't say I wouldn't. wasn't enjoying, but had no intention of going back to. And watching a TV series that is what eight years old. Probably longer than that. <laughs> so that's how hyped I am for this game. It's made me do two things I wasn't expecting to do, and it's fucking Viking Assassin's Creed, which has been promised for about ten years, as long as as well as the Japanese one. But we've finally got the Viking one, and you get a big ass axe, and you get to absolutely maul people. And it's going to be fucking amazing. Even though Xbox showed gameplay, which wasn't gameplay. And that's not affecting the hype. (laughs) But we'll get to that. But I cannot wait for this game. And it's probably up there in terms of what I'm looking forward to the most this summer. Until Cyberpunk, at least. But we don't know when that's going to be released. But Assassin's Creed is now right at the top of my list for first game played on Xbox Series X. Right up there. And And this is from someone whose first game on Xbox was Halo so Assassin's Creed is kind of above Halo at the minute until they show me Halo and then when that music hits I'll be fangirling to that and we will we'll put on the same voice and not take a breath and I will talk about Halo like that but we have got Viking Assassin's Creed after so many years of fake promises and bullshit but now it's going to have the best of both Origins and Odyssey and if this is a letdown I will fight someone at Ubisoft done <laughs> tough, tough act to follow um, I mean,
1: obviously, that this game has been the the worst kept secret for a while now. We knew we were getting a secret. I mean, I think the title's been even clear for a long time. Um, I, but, we I mean, thought
2: it was Ragnarok. <laughs> to be fair, I I I I, I
1: think uh, I don't think that would go down well with uh, with, with Marvel. Marvel. That's true.
2: They must uh, definitely changed that last minute. <laughs> yeah, shit. <laughs>
1: but I mean it, it's um, obviously we, we talked a lot about Odyssey when that came out and, and kind of after both of us had, had played it and I I kind of played it nonstop for for a couple of weeks until I finished it and although I have to say I burned out a bit towards the end because that game is ridiculously long I did recently pick up the DLC for it hoping to jump back in and give that a try so there'll that, be something else I'm, I'm looking forward to trying Um, I mean, the Assassin's Creed series, I mean, I I got in it way back when. I remember my brother picked up the original game. I loved it. You know, played the second, the Brotherhood, Revolutions. Then when I was playing the third game, I burned out about halfway through. I finished it, but that was kind of it for me for a while. Um, I've still been planning for years to try Black Flag because I've heard great things about that. But for a long time, even though I'd pick up the titles as they'd get cheap, like Rogue and um, Unity and and the like, I really didn't have any desire to, to kind of much drive to actually play them. But I think when Origins came out, it really perked my interest because I love my history and particularly those kind of, times, you know, Egypt and, and uh, obviously later Greek Greece and Rome and um, the Viking times, uh, they would be some of my favourite kind of periods, so uh, Origins definitely perked my interest, didn't quite pull the trigger on it straight away but then when Odyssey came out I picked up both of them and I haven't quite gotten around to, Odyssey, uh, to Origins yet but as I said, I, I played a hell of a lot of Odyssey, finished it but in, in excess of 120 hours, I believe, when all was said and done, and I loved that game. And, you know, I, I knew then at that point I was all on board for the next Assassin's Creed game. Now, I did, at that time, there was rumors it was going to be based in Rome. There was rumors it was going to be based in Viking times. Obviously, it turned out the, the Viking rumor was the, the correct one. But either either or I was going to be on board and I'm definitely on board with this and I, I can't wait to play as a, a Viking. And interestingly, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've seen the news that, that they've supposedly said that this game isn't going to be as long as Odyssey. I don't mm. think Origins is quite as long as Odyssey anyway. And this is coming, you know, Montreal are taking the lead on this, whereas Vancouver took the lead on Odyssey. You'll assume Vancouver will will uh, be working on whatever whatever's next to come maybe that'll be the one set in rome but i, I kind of like that <laughs> because despite loving the game i didn't really think i could do another 120 hours like odyssey so you know a, a nice 50 60 hour game would would be would be great for me. That'd be a sweet spot. Kind of do it. If you, I could do everything in 50, 60 hours. So I'm, I'm hoping that would, that's what it will be. But I mean, so far, everything I'm seeing for this game, which unfortunately we probably haven't seen as much gameplay as we'd like. Hopefully that'll come later in the summer when Ubisoft holds some, some event or events as, as we suggested. But for now, I'm 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 well aboard the hype train for this game. You know, maybe I I'm I'm probably not the conductor, you know. I think that, that position belongs to Guy after that that performance earlier, but I'm I'm definitely on board with him.
2: You've not played Black Flag? Nope. Get the fuck off my podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you haven't played The Last of Us, so I think that makes us even.
2: <laughs> yeah. too share this time. But go play Black Flag before anything else because that is the best one. And Pirates, um, but yeah, it's it, it's just I I can't wait for this game. I, I I can't wait. Like there was a Viking game. I can't. I think it was just called Viking on Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. I remember not being very good at it and it was very difficult. But I just remember liking it, even though I was shit at it because it was Vikings. So the, the fact that I've had to wait. I mean, Forerunner was kind of Viking. I played that. It was a good game. But, but to have a, a single player experience of pure Vikings and seemingly. I mean, we've kind of saw with Odyssey and Origins, they're, they're not just going to shoehorn in Assassin stuff anymore. So to kind of have what will probably be a Viking experience, I, I think that would be. Absolutely fantastic. And just out of interest, um, you mentioned Assassin's Creed Origins being a tad shorter. Uh, I've finished the story. I didn't do literally every question mark and all that jazz, but I've got 34 hours played on that. So maybe in between the two, that would be kind of a perfect sweet spot. But if it's Viking, I, I will go to every question mark on the map. So maybe 40 to 60 hours is, prob- is probably right for that. But uh, yeah, that just out of interest. That's what I had for Origins. So yeah, um, if it's—I mean, I'd—I'd I'd love the whole hundred and twenty-hour thing for a Viking game, but if it's sixty plus, that that—that'll be—that'll do me perfectly.
1: Yeah, I, I think um, it's just been it kind of triggered in me there when you mentioned the Viking game. I think it was Viking Paddle for Asgard. You were mm. referring to there was kind of a spin-off title from the Total War series. It was a, a more obviously their their um RTSs, but this was a, an action game. They've, they've done a couple. I think they did a, a Spartan one as well. So um, it wasn't quite critically wise. I think, I think it was around kind of a six, maybe 6.5 out of 10 type game. But um, I remember it was came out quite early in the um, in the, the, the PS3 days. Um, well, actually, no, it was 2008. So about a couple of years in for, for PS3. Um, but I never played it myself, but yeah, no, it, it's interesting that in more recent years, it's funny you mentioned Vikings, and uh, someone pointed that out on a another podcast that that you know, that kind of like media based on Vikings seems very popular in recent years. You've had like Vikings battle for for as uh, sorry, now I'm thinking of the game, yeah, Vikings, the series, you know, of course, you have um obviously the more recent um, The Last Kingdom also deals with, with uh, Vikings, more importantly with the, the Viking invasion of Britain so uh, that that will tie in quite closely with the, the Assassin's Creed game and obviously God of War was, was kind of based on mm. Viking mythology. I so. think
2: that was the big kick, the, the big one wasn't it especially for game, people who were gamers I think, yeah. Norse mythology I mean we've, all, we've always had the odd game but in terms of Norse mythology being the centerpiece of a pure, a truly amazing game. I think God of War was the the, the kickoff point, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I I think it's probably the, you know, after there have been Viking games in the past, but I think in terms of kind of the the big, you know, a, a big triple A title that that may well have been the first. So I think it's it certainly had that effect and I think as you said it's it's not an area that's that's gotten as much coverage as say Greek and Roman mythology and history so I think it's nice that they're to finally giving uh Vikings more coverage because I think there's a lot you can do in terms of gaming in in that area so um I have high expectations for for this game and and hopefully it delivers on them
2: yeah, absolutely, and Lords, of, Lords of the Fall. I don't know if I, get, I never played it because it was meant to be Dark Souls-ish, but I remember that one as well, getting advertised. Um, but yeah, I, I, it, gaming does work in um, in cycles as well as everything. So, just j- just for fun of it, what do you reckon will be after Vikings? What Japan ninjas and all that stuff? Will Ghost of Tsushima kick off the? I ninja, <laughs> ninja. Well, cycle. I mean, in, in in that way, I mean, we we've
1: we've had a lot of of those kind of games lately. Obviously, Sekiro and mm, true. Um, Neo. True, and obviously we've already had Neo Two came out there a couple months ago. So, I think that's that's a uh, one that's already in full swing. To it's be bub- honest, it's
2: bubbling on. It's bubbling under Viking. <laughs> Uh, yeah,
1: the ninja samurai type thing, and it, it's more of a revival that though, because obviously in the back in the day we had a lot of the, like Tenchu and Ninja Gaiden and uh, or Ninja Gaiden rather, and Amnesia. That's what I want to see come back. Amnesia. I know we had the remaster in last year, which I have and I haven't actually played yet, but uh, I want to see a new Amnesia game. Bring back Amnesia. My challenge to
2: Capcom. Bring um, back westerns. We've had RDR 2. I want Gun 2. More Western games, yeah, be good. Yes. I mean,
1: we haven't had many good Westerns. So, you know, we've, you've you've got the Gone. You, uh, you have the Orde Your Series. I like the Desperado series on on PC. But outside that, there's there's not a lot. So should be it's fair. Nice I like call of,
2: call of Your Raz. That was that was fun. Not the one set of Modern Times. That was shit. The one before that was good.
1: Yeah, the first couple were
2: supposed to be decent. Actually, mm. I never. I played those though, so <laughs> westerns, bring them back. <laughs> right. Anyway, um, so we kind of, we kind of onto the topic. We somehow did an hour just on the news, but we kind of the big game from the Xbox, uh, thing was was Assassin's Creed. We've just spent time on that anyway. Um, yeah. What well, I mean, overall, what what did you think of it? I mean. I think, uh, obviously,
1: you know, let's let's start on the negative side. I think there's been a bit of a a backlash. A lot of people were were left disappointed. Um, And I, I think that comes down to expectations. Obviously, we control our own expectations somewhat. But I think as well, like, you know, Xbox in this case, could could handle those kind of set the expectation correctly i mean we've talked a lot about kind of the reactions to to state of plays in the past some of those that have been a little underwhelming for example when there was one about vr titles and i think you know it'd be helpful if these companies came out first for themselves you know at the end of the day i don't care i'll watch all these things i'll talk about them you know what i mean i I just kind of if, if they're if if they contain things that are of interest to me, great. If they don't, so be it. But I know a lot of people react negatively. And, and for that reason, if they're going to set that expectation, like if Xbox had come out and said, oh, we're going to have like a 30-minute presentation, we're going to be putting the focus on our third-party partners, particularly some independent studios, that would have set the expectations a lot lower, and then a lot of people might have come out of this with, with kind of a different reaction than they had. Um, as I said, I, I don't like to 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 kind of set any expectation on these things because you never know what you're going to get. Um. So, but I mean, all in all, you know, as, as I said, so I, I went in kind of blind, so to speak. And you know, there were there were games that were of interest to me. I'm sure we'll we'll pick out our f- favorites in a moment. And there were some games that. That didn't interest me particularly. Madden Twenty One,
2: <laughs> you know, just to to
1: bash on Madden. It's for...
2: everywhere, man. We can't avoid Madden. It's like <laughs> the coronavirus. It. It's everywhere.
1: <laughs> but I mean that that's 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 my my takeaway. It was what it was. It was largely in, indie titles. It's it's um, you know some some ambitious indie titles to be fair but nonetheless games from independent studios and obviously during it they confirmed that they'll they kind of said straight away look you know people we know people are looking forward to our our first party titles we've you know they they made reference to all the studios they've picked up and you know they they made an mention of halo particularly the the guy pulled on a a master chief helmet and they said that we're they're going to have things to unveil on those titles in july so i don't know whether that's just one blowout in july or or multiple showings of the different games whichever way they choose to go about it as as we said earlier that's that's open to them because of you know the lack of e3 this year so uh, i i don't really have a negative reaction to it but I, you know, knowing the way the internet works, you know, uh, it could be expected that that people could, and indeed, a lot of people did. And for that reason, I think Microsoft probably could have helped themselves by by selling the bar. Uh, what do you reckon? Um,
2: I think it was Assassin's Creed saying they were going to release the show game. For, I'm not blaming Ubisoft to you, by the way. And the fact that Assassin's Creed, after their big reveal the week previous, they said, oh, Xbox will be showing game footage later on. Like, I didn't even know there was an Xbox um, uh, show, the, the, in, an inside Xbox. I keep saying, I keep thinking Xbox Direct, <laughs> an inside Xbox. I didn't even know there was an inside Xbox on, on, on this date till Assassin's Creed was advertised for it, to be honest. So think so the fact that Assassin's Creed went, oh, here's this amazing trailer that we've just shown. Next week, you'll get to see gameplay, and it it was gameplay, but it was cinematic gameplay rather than walking around murdering people. Um, and that that's where my disappointment disappointment stems from. I think the rest of it was fine. If that was just an inside Xbox and you got that, that that'd be fine. I'd mean, probably be good if anything, but the fact that you message me throughout the whole show. They had an but expo- They had a message saying "Stay tuned for Assassin's Creed gameplay." It was like, oh god! And then when it, when the show and it, it was like, oh god, this is it's just a cinematic, isn't it? But um, I thought it was all right. But the disappointment for me stems from the lack of showing Assassin's Creed prop footage that we want really. But in terms of the other stuff, I mean, we might as well jump into it. We'll just go for it. We, we won't spend 20 minutes on dirt, people, don't worry. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, the first game, I mean, you, you, yeah, you start strong and you want to finish strong as well. I think they did start strong because I was watching this with a couple of mates on, on party chat and I was like, is this Titanfall? And then one of the animations was like, COD, and I was like, is this COD? <laughs> Surely it's not COD, was it Battlefield? And then it was just a random game that had like a mix of you've put in notes here crisis meets bulletstorm, storm and then a bloke with a sword pops out and you, and you can grapple like Titanfall it just looked like a an intriguing game that had bloody well played to be honest
1: yeah I mean it looked interesting um I mean it looked well polished kind of a very kind of pretty let's say for for a game from an independent i think they said it was from a a chinese developer and i may be wrong but did he say it was one individual developer that created this game or did i I, did i pick that up i don't know
2: i will google that whilst you're talking
1: Yeah, but I mean, that is the takeaway I I took that it kind of seems like crisis. It seemed like some sort of futuristic soldier, but they also, it reminded me of Bullet Storm in a way, because it had kind of like a, kind of like a a whip almost, a grappling hook type thing that you could use to to bring things towards you and also bring you towards things I remember Bulletstorm had kind of a, a lasso and kind of when you get it on people that the kind of slow time and obviously that was a big part of Bulletstorm, kind of the, the combos and the different kills and that so kind of there are the two games that kind of jumped out to me as I was watching it obviously though at, at the end of the demo the character gets in the car and then races around and crashes into the car that's following them and knocks them off the road so there seems to be a lot to it um but it looked it looked it looked quite pretty it looked action packed seemed to be a lot to the to the combat i mean as far as first person shooters shooters gonna kind of, it's hard to stand out but this this game you know i give it its dues i uh, i mean i'm I'm not sure if i'm one who's gonna be anticipating playing this game but nonetheless it it definitely was one of the titles yesterday that that stood out
2: it's already out on steam or it was in early access from january to march and it's got nine out of 10 reviews on steam so that's promising if it can translate to console well we may have a a sleeper game somewhat but i can't say anything about one person but uh Having a look at the players and website. Uh, the game one about is Bright Bright Memory, obviously. I, I forgot I forgot to mention the name I'm introducing the bugger. Um but it, it it certainly it did look bloody as you said, polished is probably the right word for it. And intriguing for me. is that We we kind of highlight highlighted the games that we we thought it reminded us, but I mean Chinese gaming, I mean, we've I think Xbox they've got seemingly have relationship there, because I think they've got... What was that? It was like cross-action or something like that, a big FPS game that nobody had heard of uh, last year's E3. So, seemingly, China's making bigger waves in Western gaming culture. I'm trying to think of words on the spot here, but it seems like China are making bigger plays, and this game looks like it could be something... Something special is probably too much, but it looks promising. It's probably the right word.
1: Yeah, certainly. I mean, obviously, you know, the um, Chinese companies have their fingers in a lot of pies as far as the the Western gaming industry goes. You know, a lot of Tencent particularly own kind of stakes in a a lot of companies. But it's interesting to see kind of it going the opposite way as well, which kind of... um, western companies taking an interest in in chinese companies and developers and as you said microsoft have often led the way on that um so it, it wasn't so surprising in in a way to see that there there was a, a chinese developer in, included in this showcase um but it, it'll definitely bright memory infinite from from players and will definitely be one title i'll be keep keeping an eye on um, I'd like to see more more of it. than obviously, you can only get, take so much from a, a two-minute gameplay clip. But those those Steam scores that that you mentioned certainly uh add to to the um to the interest. I mean, it, it certainly looks like it's it's a quality title.
2: Absolutely. I mean, if it's depending on when it comes out, I'll, I'll give it a go. Um. And there was quite a lot of I I can't remember what was included in Game Pass and stuff like that. It was seemingly Game Pass was uh, bounded about quite a bit. So if, if it was one of them, anything in Game Pass, I'll play. I've played some shit games in Game Pass. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean uh, you may as well
1: when they're yeah, there. There, there. And there certainly was a few that they're already pushing as as future gameplay yeah. uh, Game Pass titles, which is 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 awesome because you know it's 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 only going to kind of increase interest in these titles. Um. So the, the, as I said, if it, if that's a game pass title, I'll 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 certainly jump on it. Um. And then you you mentioned already Dirt Dirt Five from Codemasters was a, another game r- revealed. Quite obvious what that is. I, I think racing games and and next gen is going to go hand in hand. We already talked about Gran Turismo and Forza earlier. Um. Although I think this year kind of the, or this generation it's less about the visuals and more just about the improved gameplay. So I don't think racing games will maybe as, you know, usually when you see a racing game, you're like, wow, like the realism and the photorealism and that kind of thing of of the game, even though back in the day they they weren't anywhere near photorealistic. But we fooled ourselves into thinking that. But I mean, is this a game at all? Dirt, dirt, is this a series you, you have any kind of interest in? or?
2: Nope. Well, it me, was strange. Neither. Yeah, I mean, we've mentioned Forza and Gran Turismo. If I was to play a racing game, I'd obviously get Forza. You'd probably get Gran Turismo. Or me, maybe get F1. That, that, they're the racing titles I know. Um,
1: oh, God, no, not Gran Turismo. I'm terrible at them. They're too hard. <laughs> they too um, hard. I haven't played one since PlayStation 2.
2: So I don't think I have either. But Forza, because of, well, because of Game Pass, I, I went on... Whatever number horizon it is, <laughs> but it was quite fun. Um, but no, I, it, it just it doesn't look it didn't look as polished as as Forza and Gran Turismo. So why why would I play it? It, it was strange that I, I don't know if it was on the main announcement or the bit after they announced that Nolan North. Who's the hell's, Who's the other one? Who's the big voice actor dude? Christ, how have got his name? Troy, Troy Baker. Baker. Yes, they were in. They're involved with Dirt Five, doing voiceover. For some reason,
1: yeah. (laughs) I mean, they're in every other game. Might as Uh, well. we'll Love to have a look at that one. I hadn't seen that. they're they're (laughs) both (laughs) interesting.
2: They're both involved with Dirt Five for some reason. But anyway, Uh, let's let's move on from that because who cares about Dirt Five? Indeed. Um. Yeah. Scorn.
1: Scorn. Yeah. Um. From Ebb. So, did you think this this was an alien game as well? (laughs) I did. I did. I I I thought this was not alien. I thought it was gonna be a Prometheus type thing, something like that. A lot of vibes. Everything reminded me of Alien. I mean, the 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 big kind of creature walking around kind of reminded me of the the space jockeys and the painless um,
2: wall that kept moving.
1: Yeah, I mean, it it all seemed like you know, everything screamed Alien to me, and I love Alien so this this game has my interest just alone, alone on, the, on that shameless kind of uh, um, well I suppose I might say inspired, they'll, they'll probably call it an inspiration, but I'll say a rip off but nonetheless it, it has my interest um, but I mean uh, it was more of a teaser trailer, we didn't really see what the gameplay is going to be like um, so I, I suppose we're just going to have to see more on that but I, I believe that they said it's going to be a Psychological horror. So, um, what's it uh, disturbing? Well, I want to let's see if there's anything else on it here. Um, I think
2: there is gameplay from Alphas and stuff kicking about, but yeah, it's not shown. It wasn't shown. Um,
1: Scorn. Night. I have a, a here on, on um, Scorn is expected to be set in quote a nightmarish universe of odd forms and somber tapestry. End quote. Even the description is horrible. <laughs> Jesus, Tapestry. I mean, uh, and even as this this article says, uh, clearly it's inspired by Alien. <laughs> I mean, mm. there's, there's no denying that. So, uh, I mean, it's um, it was actually it's that was a Kickstarter. It's a Kickstarter game, is it? Interesting. Yeah, but it also received some private fun- funding from. Kowloon Nights, so you know I, I'm interested in that. You know, being an alien fan, so you know I'm I'm going to be. I'll, I'm not going to say I'm. It's going to be like a, a day one purchase, but I'm going to look for more information on that game as it mm. as it gets closer, and it could possibly be one I might jump in on. Um, but I, I think because it was such a teaser, there's not much for us to comment on. We we just know no, the really. alien inspired horror title.
2: Anything you uh, men-, men is it. Is it chorus
1: or chorus? What do you pronounce this? Chorus. It's called um, chorus. From, and obviously, it's coming from uh, published by Deep Silver. It's uh, obviously a space combat shooter. I, I think I said in the notes, it's like a PG thirteen Star Fox. It looked dated. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it, it's an indie indie title, so obviously, it's it's not going to to be mind blowing visually. Um, I mean it. It looked okay if you're into that kind of game. It's not really my kind of game. I'm not really a big Star Fox fan. I play Star Fox out of nostalgia, but I, I'm not really a, a kind of a, a shooter fan in in that way. So it's not one for me, but I'm, there, I know there are a lot of people who love those kind of games and, and think that there's not enough games like that. So for those people, could, could well be a game that they'll be looking forward to.
2: Um, uh, you you any interest at all in chorus? No, it's just, it's not it's not them games. I'm not, I'm with you. They're not my cup of tea. Um, Madden, oh. football. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> they,
1: you know, let let's
2: just applaud EA for squeezing in absolutely. their
1: celebrity spokesperson. You oh, know, I, clap
2: I, I had no, I had no idea who that person was, but nor did I. But he was clearly <laughs> a football player. Yes, absolutely. And...
1: Mad, Madden is, you know, it, it is what it is. The Madden yeah. fans will obviously be hyped. You know, we we we've, we've talked about this at length last year after EA play how we don't understand why EA, why Madden and indeed FIFA. You know, not to be biased, we. Guy and I are football fans who buy or soccer. If we have any American listeners out there, obviously we know we do have a handful. You know, we're football fans. We buy FIFA every year, but we don't need to see
2: info on FIFA. We don't need, to, buy be, it every we don't year need to be lied to what you've improved because you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and I mean the only thing I'll say actually about
1: the Madden announcement was they showed a bit of like the old original Madden, and I maybe got that one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I enjoy playing the really old EA sports games on the Sega. They're like some of my favourite sports games were on the Sega, like the, the Madden and NHL and, and the like. So that was my favourite part of
2: Madden which was the original. Madden. Oh God, that's going to be the Mass Effect thing, isn't it? <laughs> that's going to take that spot. Oh yeah. God. Um, the Vampire game, which was probably second in my list because it had a, at first it was like Okay, there's some cereal. Was this the one with the Christmas tree? Yeah, yeah. So this was the, albeit it didn't look the prettiest, and Neil sure does that, because you know, fanboy. <laughs> um, but they didn't. They don't look the most polished. But obviously, it'll still have a couple more months. You'd imagine until release or whenever the hell it comes out. But it certainly looked the probably the second most intriguing discount in Assassin's Creed beyond beyond that bright memory infinite. So, um. It certainly went from serial killer vibe to vampires quite quickly, but it does it does look interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm aware of Vampire the Masquerade, Bloodlines, the original game came out all the way back in 2004 it's a pc title never played it but you know as a as a a gamer and a a fan of vampire media it's it's obviously come across my my desk at one point and i know it has a big cult following i mean it's obviously wouldn't be the the a, a massive game commercially in terms of sales but those who played it Loved it. I mean, uh, looking there just to double check, it has an 80 on Metacritic, so it's obviously a, quite a solid game. Um, and you know, I might actually try and pick it up on Steam and, and give it a try um, before I headed a new one because I, as I said, I I, should, I love vampires, I love games involving vampires, movies involving vampires, books involving vampires. And I love action RPGs, so it's it's definitely something that could be right up my alley. So, uh, and while I agree it wasn't the best visually, I'd imagine it's going to look a bit better when it comes out. But it, it wasn't the best. I mean, I'm I'm not sure comparisons to PS2 graphics are <laughs> quite quite fair, but it definitely wasn't the best looking game. But, I, you know, I've said it already and I'll say it again. I don't think this generation is going to be about graphical. I mean, every time a generation comes along, we look at the games and visually they blow us away. I don't think I've been blown away by anything I've seen visually for the next year because I don't think there's a massive step up from the current gen to the next gen visually, it's this generation is going to be more about performance, about like load speeds and and, and that kind of thing. I mean, that, that's the thing I'm most looking forward to is being able to play like a massive RPG and have virtually no loads times or no hidden loads. You know, no. you talked about the, the elevator in Mass Effect. None of that. That's what I'm looking forward to in next gen. Mm. So, uh, you know, I I don't think... I wasn't looking for graphics yesterday, and particularly when a lot of the games, you know, the majority, except for Madden, Dirt, and Assassin's Creed, they pretty much all were from independent studios. So you're not going to see, you know, leading, cutting edge graphics from those games. That's, that's not what independent titles are about. So I don't want to be too harsh on this game, but at the same time, I'm fully expecting the, the final game to be a bit more polished than what we seen yesterday i actually initially thought it was dead island because i didn't talk of like a dead Dead island coming back because you know obviously claims are that dead island is still the next dead island is still under development so i was yeah, like isn't
2: this, is this dead could, island isn't that 2k that could be at the that could be a 2k swinging is it 2K? dead
1: is dead island thq now thq nordic
2: isn't everything THQ now? Yeah, if, if you don't know who it is...
1: <laughs> it's it's THQ. THQ yeah. <laughs> Nordic. Um, but yeah, so I, that's who I thought it was, uh, funny enough, but Dead Island. But then I soon caught, I caught what came it was, obviously being aware of of the series. Um, yeah, Dead Island 2 is being... Oh, no, actually, Deep Silver are publishing it. Um, well, But our Deep... To, deep silver not get taken over by thq i don't even know i'm I'm lost yeah they were they yeah uh deep silver is part of Koch media and Koch media is now owned by thq nordic but i think they're still operating under the deep silver moniker so um obviously we we mentioned earlier that um chorus is being published by deep silver so that that's a that's a thq nordic game Technically, um, mm. but yeah. So no, I I did funny enough think this was Dead Island 2 at first, but uh, no, it is obviously Vampire the the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. I'm sure fans of the series were really hyped to see the game and I'd see it because obviously it's a PC title traditionally. So to see it on a, a stage for a Games Console was was interesting. But uh, it's it's one of it's not my pick of the games. It's probably second for me not counting Assassin's Creed cuz obviously we we'd already known about that before. Um but uh, technically we I'd known about this game before as well, but um it was kind of my first time seeing it shown off. So uh, I think this is probably my my second favorite of of the lot. Um and this game mm-hmm. is one that I'm I'm quite likely to to pick up and play.
2: Yeah. It, it kind of looked intriguing, so maybe if it's cheap on game pass I'll, I'll pick it up as well, but um a game that kind of you've put Adventure Puzzle, which kind of puts me off, but Call of the Sea, I was getting, I th- I was thinking maybe this is like a survival game, with because it, it looked very pretty, and I was thinking, if this is a survival game, this would be something I'd play the shit out of, but if it's Adventure Puzzle, I mean, probably lessens my interest in it, but it still looked very pretty, and very intriguing for what it was, because it, it was probably the prettiest independent game of the night, you'd probably say.
1: Yeah, no, it certainly visually was, was quite um, gripping, but it didn't give too much away as to what kind of game it was. I only kind of found out afterwards that it's a first-person adventure puzzle game, so I guess maybe something akin to the Mist series, something like that, possibly. Um, I don't, again, I don't know too much about the developer Raw Fury, so I don't know what their, their pedigree is, um, which... It was actually like a, I know a lot of uh, there's a lot of independent uh, developers that I'm aware of and you know that I'd follow quite a lot and there was a lot last night that kind of were were new to me so it's uh, I'm looking there um, oh there there's some of them actually I am aware of them they done uh, Dandara which is uh, a Metroidvania game that's on. Uh, switch among other platforms and is is quite highly rated Um, and i've heard of a few other titles there as well um so that makes sense um but yeah no so obviously they that that makes me even more interested knowing that they they are a developer with a a decent pedigree um but uh, i'd be with you there those kind of games i I never really was a fan of mist or anything like that so Um, I mean, like the the tagline for the game on their website is a weird tale of otherworldly mystery. It's a first-person adventure puzzle game set in the 1930s that tells the story of Nora, a woman on the trail of her missing husband's expedition. And it takes place in a beautiful island in the South Pacific. It's not my type of game, but I do think, I mean, even looking on their website here, it looks beautiful visually, Um so it might be the kind of game that it kind of uh, if it passes your way on Games Pass or something like that, or if you get it on on uh, on the cheap, um, uh, it might be might be one I, I might be interested in giving a go simply based on the visuals.
2: Mm, absolutely, I um, the next game, um, the Ascent. This was a strange one because I was like thinking when it started loading up is this going to be a big RPG? And then it was a top-down shooter, dun- dungeon crawler, whatever the hell you'd call it. it, it I can't be disappointed because I had no idea what it was, but eh. I was thinking, is this some kind of cyberpunk knockoff? And it's kind of, as soon as they see top-down, I mean, people like Diablo and stuff like that. And they have the place and stuff like that, but... It's almost disappointed me when I was getting excited. Like, ooh, if we yeah, got RPG. I,
1: I, I um, I, I uh, agree with you there. In in terms of, it seemed like the, my thought afterwards was like, what wow, the production value for the kind of the the cutscenes and thing for this game kind of sets a, a total different expectation to the actual gameplay. I mean, obviously, it's a top down action RPG. Um, but I thought it was going to be more of kind of like a either a first person or a third person open world RPG or or maybe possibly a kind of FPS with RPG aspects. My actual initial thought was it reminded me a lot of the original Prey 2, Not, not the Prey reboot that we got a couple of years ago, which obviously was really good, but I'm not sure if you remember. Prey to how it was supposed to be originally years ago and and the the trailers that were released for that do, do you I remember do, that I at all i do not i do not uh, i'd recommend you after we we finish recording check that out and you'll 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 be like whoa that's exactly like this game and and that that's the vibes i got from it um but i mean again there seems to be a high production value there uh you know based on those good scenes and for that it for that and i like i like a good kind of ice top-down isometric rpg and I, I like kind of the almost kind of steampunk kind of alien settings so this this one definitely caught my eye i i'm wouldn't say it's it's one that i'd i'd um right now commit to saying i'll I'll likely purchase and play this game unlike already um vampire the masquerade but it's you know similarly to scorn it's one that definitely caught my interest it's one i'm going to keep an eye on and could could well be one that i i uh, end up picking up down the road when once it's out
2: Mm. well we're about an hour and a half now so let's not Spend half an hour on the last few, but I think the medium horror game, if that's your cup of tea, it, it look scary, look, look look fucked up. That's probably what I'd go with there. I mean, anything you add on this, if this,
1: do you yeah, do horror games. This, yeah, I like I like a, a horror game. Um, was petrified of them as a kid. You know, couldn't play them as a kid, but nowadays I love them. Um, I. This this was my pick of the show. This is the game that has my interest the most. I mean, it, it gave me Silent Hill vibes. Then turned out obviously they have the the composer from the Silent Hill series on board, which, you know, it only adds to, to my interest. Blue Bluebird team, the developer, they have a pedigree. They they obviously they they've developed a lot of horror games, but um one notable one obviously that that more recent gamers would would. Going to be aware of would be Lair's affair. So they have a good pedigree with the genre. You know, obviously, the, the Silent Hill is one of the biggest titles. So to take an inspiration from that, um, you know, is is a good sign in my opinion. And you know, it's it's just a bonus to have the composer from Silent Hill on on board. So this this would be the one. You know, if I was to pick any of these titles for me to pick up. Again, we're we're not counting Assassin's Creed. <laughs> I already knew about him. We've already discussed it. The medium would be my pick.
2: Interesting. I think mine, just as I didn't mention it at the time, would be that first from the Bright Memory Infinite. That probably got my most intrigue there. Um, Scarlet Nexus, uh, anime action RPG from Bandai Namco. I mean, if that's your cup of tea, seeing flower monsters and flower crocodiles you probably got a straight-up bone for that stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it, it seemed, you know, at first I was like, it's going to be kind of like an anime Dark Souls, which, you know, we obviously sort of already got with, um, I'm blanking on the name of it, but it, it was the anime game with, like, vampires that came out last year. Um, which was also, I believe, published by Bandai Namco, but it wasn't developed by From Software. Um, but this, then, you know, watching as the trailer went on, it seems more kind of Devil May Cry. It's a bit more fast-paced action. I was very surprised that Scarlet Nexus isn't actually an anime. This, I thought this was an anime ad- adaptation, but no, it seems it's an original property. So that was that was kind of my one takeaway. Um, I love... Uh, you know, a devil may cry. But as I always say, if I want to play a uh, devil may cry, I'll play devil may cry. I, I, you know, there's plenty of devil may cries out there, and I. So that scratches that my one itch for that type of game. So I don't think this will be one that I'll be picking up. Um, but as you said, if it's people's kind of game and if they just love their fast paced third person action games. English, uh, particularly their anime-based third-person action games. I'm going to assure they're going to be jumping right on this.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, on to Two Rock and Dino Crisis, uh, <laughs> Second Extinction. Um, it was the one with the dinosaurs, people. Um, it didn't really show much other than dinosaurs running at people, and that was enough for me. I I, I played the shit out of this game.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it's. I as I noted mutant dinosaurs, and actually, mutant dinosaurs is actually later I found noted in the the game's official des- description. Um, it, it seems to I believe it's like kind of a co-op shooter. So I'd imagine there's not much of a story here; it's just shooting mutant dinosaurs. Left it, for it actually, it,
2: dinosaurs.
1: Yeah, it actually depressed me this one because it reminded me of Dino Crisis 3, which was an awful game which I was really looking forward to because I love Dino Crisis 2, but they gave us mutant dinosaurs in space instead of an actual real Dino Crisis 3. So I'm really hoping when Capcom inevitably stop remaking um, the Resident Evil games and instead remake Dino Crisis 1 and 2, that they then make a new Dino Crisis 3 and just pretend the one that came out never existed. Side note. (laughs) But yeah, no, this this isn't a game for me, really. Uh, You know, I I like a good FPS, but they generally have to have a decent story behind them for me to get in on them. Um, But I can see why it it might be a game for a lot of other people that that do like their FPSs mindless and action-packed. So I'm sure there will be a lot of people who are intrigued by um, Second Extinction, by Systemic Reaction nice name for a developer
2: absolutely absolutely um and last well last discount in assassin's Creed, as we keep saying yakuza obviously uh, a big franchise one i'm not too familiar with myself obviously heard of it and stuff like that but i think you've played yakuza a bit more well more than me um did this do anything for you
1: I I haven't actually. Well, I have. I I played like I think either the first or the second Yakuza back on PS2. So it's been a long time. I'm I have actually had my eye on. They released a collection of all the previous Yakuza titles. Although I don't believe it it um included that um recent spin off title um that released last year. But it, it had all the mainline games on it. Um, which is intrigued me. I mean, to get all the, I think it's six titles for probably about forty quid now. I mean, that's that's a deal. Um, so I might might finally jump on the series properly with that collection. But there have been rumors for a while that Yakuza was coming to PC. So it was a, quite surprising that that that's also going to include Xbox now. So I guess now it's no longer going to be a. Obviously, it's not going to be a, a PlayStation exclusive. Though it's interesting as well that this game is called Yakuza Like a Dragon rather than Yakuza 7. So does that mean that the mainline kind of numbered Yakuza games are still going to be exclusive to to Sony or are Sega just moving away from from having numbered titles? Uh, I guess time will tell on that one. But nonetheless, a Yakuza game on on the xbox i, I always like the look of the yakuza games it's not a lack of interest that has stopped me playing it's just that there's so many goddamn games to, to play these days so sometimes you just have to give a full series a miss even if you think it's going to be your kind of series mm. but i'm sure there'll be a lot of xbox fans out there that that have had an eye on the yakuza series for a while that, that would have been excited at this one
2: yeah it looked fun it, it didn't look anything groundbreaking to me but it look looked like it's something I'd play and enjoy um so yeah that, that's pretty much it from the uh inside xbox but uh, I mean we've mentioned our favorite games of the thing i mean last thing to do is what you've been playing Carl?
1: two two games mainly um i i one console the switch has been completely dominating my gaming of late um the two main games i've been playing on it of course animal crossing i log in every day do my chores as i like to call them i also recently started my renovation of my island uh which i had been putting off because i knew i would get real ocd about it you know kind of digging planning out where my cliffs are going to be and where my river is going to run and where all the people are going to live and my God, it's it's like a full time job, but that that's what I'm working on right now, Animal Crossing wise. Um uh, the other game I've been playing a bit lately has been football manager Touch Twenty. I picked it up in the kind of the last big sale on the Switch for about twenty three euro. Good deal. I've started a season up as, as Liverpool. I won the Charity Shields, already got that bit of silverware out there. Usually I'd say that competition doesn't count, but it counts when I win it. Um I'm enjoying that. It's my first kind of experience with a, a football manager touch game, although they're they're somewhat similar to the football manager games back on the PSP and I had a couple of those. Um I mean it's nice kind of you know, it doesn't have all the bells and whistles of the PC version, but uh you know, I, I don't quite have the the time to, to throw you know, because back in the football manager days, I'm sure you were the same guy. You'd you'd play for ten, twelve hours a day. <laughs> it was that involved, and I can't do that anymore. So I I like this kind of more pick up and play approach, um to to football manager. And the other game I played recently on my switch was I've picked up a lot of cheap kind of games on sale, kind of one euro, two euro, kind of three euro max games. And one game kind of I had had my eye on was uh, three. Uh, three fourths home uh, which is kind of a um, a little kind of um, what's what they call them I suppose the, you don't walk in the game so it's not a walk walking simulator but it, it's basically just you're, you're kind of playing through a a story selecting you know those kind of games selecting kind of dialogue mm-hmm. options and uh, I remember uh, the game got a lot of praise when it came back, came out a couple of years ago on other platform. So that'd be the perfect game for switch. Picked it up for, I think all of one ninety nine. played through it in about an hour. Nice little, little experience. I enjoyed that. So if it's still on sale, I don't, I don't know if it is, but if it is, I'd recommend picking it up to people who are into those kind of games. But yeah, that, that about covers my play. What, what about yourself? What
2: have you been playing lately? Uh, I mentioned Assassin's Creed Odyssey, uh, earlier on uh still playing that i think not too far off it um did the story the first part of the storyline when you're down and stuff like that so i'm almost up to the free free roam bit of the big ass huge ass map um similarly to you fm but i'm on the laptop version i i thought I fall, i've fallen back. <laughs> <laughs> I've fallen back. I started as Brighton, got sacked by them, then nearly got relegated. Uh, laughed at them, but I'm now Leicester. Um, got 78 points and finished fifth. What bullshit is that? Uh, but I'm top of the league at the men. Um, not too far in my current season, but going well as Leicester. Um, anything else I've been playing? Bit of Warzone now and again. Yeah, it's getting better. I, I quite like I quite like Warzone. It's developing quite well. Um it's not it's not at the stage like Fortnite is and stuff like that where it's unplayable because everyone's simply just better than you. So yeah, a bit of war of war zone now and again. Creed and FM twenty, uh well the new one. Um and I will update everyone on my Leicester career on my Twitter as I laugh at Everton who keep bottling stuff. So, yes. <laughs> but uh, that's it. That's um that's the show. Um we're not sure what we'll next cover. Maybe there'll be you did mention May May for the Jeff Keeley thing, so we might have some some other direct to talk about soonish. Um but that's it. Thank you, Carl, thank you everyone for listening. Goodbye.